Right, back again with another episode of Phil and Lee's amazingly brilliant podcast. And today we are talking all about Mr. Phil Highland himself. Um, we're going to learn, and me included, by the way, we're going to learn a lot more about Phil. Um, I've only known Phil for about how many? Three, four years? Two, three, oh, three years, two, maybe. Yeah, something like two, that. Two, three, three years. So there's a lot of Phil's life, obviously. 60, how old are you? 61? Uh, 65, actually. I look good, don't I? <laughs> 38. 38. 38. Yeah. He's had a lot of years, obviously, that I don't know about as well. So we want the listener, you, um, to know all about who you're listening to. So today we're going to talk all about Mr. Highlando. Yeah. What a great subject to talk about, really. Perfect subject Perfect. to talk about. So I think... If we want to get a deeper understanding and know exactly who you are, we need to start from the very beginning, Phil. The Great. very, very beginning. What was your childhood like? Like Good. I'm talking childhood as in like um like proper child, you know what I mean? Back yeah, then. Yeah. Here's Back a question. It. What is your earliest memory? Ooh. Do you know what? That's a I'll tell you exactly, I know exactly what it is. It's not even a it's not a, this ain't a funny story in the slightest. But I've often said it to my mum that I really remember being in this person's kitchen, right? They had a massive garden and I was in their kitchen. I think they had like a tractor or something. In, I don't know if they were in, in a farm or farm or what, but we was in the kitchen and I was eating this like crunch bar. You know, they're like bars that just all crunched up and in the bottom of the packet you end up with loads of little crumbs. Anyway, what? whatever. Yeah, I know. I, and I, 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 know no, like, I don't know if, it's, I don't know if that's what it's you called. Must have been you must have been buying them out of date ones that are fucking, that are broken. Like, I don't, well, yeah, that's what, <laughs> you're that's buying what my parents broke, fed me. Broken biscuit factory. Then. <laughs> but you know when you eat stuff and you just like do, you kind of like tip it upside down yeah. and you get all the crumbs out the end. The, bizarrely, mate, that is the first thing I remember, and I was I think I was about four, three or four. So that's it. There you are. Bloody How exciting hell. is that? Yeah, everyone's now thinking. Jesus Christ, this is going to be the most boring podcast in the entire world. <laughs> Talking about eating, in, eating dust out of the bottom of a crunch bar packet in a farm. Oh, remember so, yeah. chocolate lick? No. You not get chocolate lick? Where it's like, do you know oh. chocolate nibbles? Uh, no. Bloody hell, you haven't lived. Look at this. If people in London will be like, what am I on about? But then people up here will be like, what? He's never, <laughs> he's, he's, he's never heard of chocolate nibbles or chocolate dust. It well, was like, it, it, it was like, imagine chocolate nibbles are like, I don't actually know what's in them, but imagine like Smarties and loads of shit mashed up. And looks So the funny thing about this, right, is you're not going to know this. If anyone's watching this, that is going to look incredibly funny because your sound just kind of cut out completely. And all I could see you doing was sort of licking your hand and doing this weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> I'm going to so, have to start doing these from your living room, like... Yeah, well, we'll carry on. Let's carry on. But anyway, chocolate nibbles, whatever they are, I wish I knew what they are. They sound delicious. Brilliant. So, <laughs> so my earliest memory. About four. I think I was about four, four or five, maybe. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly, but it's something like that. Yeah, and and that's the first thing I remember, which is bizarre. Before that, um, the other thing that I remember is being at school. You know, when you start school in that in the first year when you're like four or five or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Remember that you might be too young for this. You're like a little fetus compared to me. But you know those old school mangles that you used to put your washing in, and you <laughs> you, you put your thing through it, right? So I never used one of them, but they had one in my classroom for some weird reason. Put my tie in it, so I had to wear a tie, and my tie got stuck, and I couldn't reverse it and get it out. <laughs> and I was only about five, and I was like, uh, 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 didn't know what to do. And then yeah. Kind of got released from the mango and carried on with my day. Did, did they stick your legs in it? Is that why you're so short? Well, if you think about that logically, mate, <laughs> if they put my legs in it, they would get flatter longer. like Flat Stanley and longer. So that's a bit of a <laughs> shit. Um, that doesn't work, no. That's a stupid <laughs> <laughs> Flat Stanley. Did you ever read that? The bloke who got flattened and posted to a letterbox. 
No. Can you read? <laughs> I can read, <laughs> but I read better stuff than that. <laughs> Biff, Biff, Chip and Kipper. I remember that, yeah. yeah. I think you, you might have told me about that. Someone's told I me did, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is your first memory. Or so that's my memories. first, yeah. What, what was your childhood like in general from there on? What, what was your upbringing like? Was Just go yeah. for it. What? Good, mate. Very, very good. Um, I know a lot of people have these stories, don't they? I kind of, I don't have any, you know, story where I had a bad upbringing and that light's a bit weird, isn't it? Where I had a bad upbringing, you know, and oh, we had no money and it was on the bread line and, and everything. And I come through it, you know, I haven't had anything <laughs> like that in terms of a, a bad background. Um, really, really excellent upbringing, right? Brilliant upbringing, um, kind of normal. Do you know, like, uh, well, normal is not the right word, is it, to use really? But do you know, like on um, in betweeners, you've seen that? Yeah. So I was yeah. like that, right? Home counties, living sort of north, like Kent, just outside London. Uh, two sisters. So what's that like a, a, a council estate? It's not like a council estate at all, no. I don't live on a council estate. I lived in a, uh, a house, just a normal house. And a private estate? It's not a private estate either. It's well, just, <laughs> it's a road. So it's a road. Council estates are, t- are council-owned properties, right? Yeah. And they're for people who... You know, families who maybe don't have as much money and they the council give them a house or nice. like cheaper housing right my my folks own a house it's nice nice like five bedroom house in alpington in kent and uh, and that's where we were brought up does that make sense ah, right that's, I saw, like, that, that's, that's what we call like a private private uh okay yeah because so in, what, in when newcastle went... most places are, are of council estates oh, okay no not down here not down yeah. here so I'm always sort of middle of the road, you know, it's all good. Never went without anything. Um, just went to normal, comprehensive school that you don't have to take a test to get into or pay or and there's no private school or anything like that. But it was just normal school, okay? Normal for me. Uh, you know you know what I mean. Normal is a bad yeah. word, isn't it? I've got to stop using that word. But anyway, so nice upbringing. It was all good. As a kid, um, what I do remember going back to school, my first day <laughs> at school... Right, so four, four or five, however old you are. Um, I spent the lunch hour stood against the wall, crying. <laughs> what, like we're facing the wall? Yeah, just facing the wall, crying into it. How funny what, is like, that? On your own decision, you, you chose yeah. to do that. I just decided to stand against the wall and cry. <laughs> <laughs> How weird is that? I did the same when I started university as like, well. Was this like an ongoing thing? No, so I did that once, and I don't think I did it again. <laughs> right? I don't think I did it anymore. I wouldn't have put you off. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I don't know. It seemed like a great idea at the time. <laughs> I thought, well, oh, what if I'll make friends? Oh, this is a great idea to make new friends in this new school. I'll face the brick wall. And oh, cry. you weren't attention-seeking, were you? Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely not. No, it wasn't attention-seeking. It wasn't trying to get mates or anything like that. As a kid, I was quite... For, I don't know why, for one reason or another, anxious and a bit yeah. nervy, right? You know what I mean? And this kind of carried on, and we'll talk about this a bit more in a bit. But um, I go through these weird phases, right? How, listen, this is weird, okay? So I wasn't one of these real confident kids, you know, when you're like eight, nine, ten, or whatever. I had my mates, um, did around skidding on your knees and did all that kind of normal stuff. But I was never really like, oh, I'll go out and go out and get it. You know, you know yeah, I was never yeah. one of those kids. But I went through phases of having these like nervous twitches, right? Like, not in a, not in a, in a way, well, it was quite weird for me. And I, I would like, there was at one point, I think it was, my, I asked my mum about this and she said it was for the, I think week or a couple of weeks before you started school. I, start, I would walk down the high street with her, down the road, and I'd just start turning around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> what's that all like about chasing like his tail only i was a human with no tail and i just at <sighs> random points turn around I mean, how nuts is that right you know people yeah. have these weird i think it's like it's the same well knowing what i know now and you'll get this you know we'll, the knowledge that we've got around the mind and, and and all that right it's like tourette's is a nervous reaction yeah. you know that you did, can't did, did you like, st- like what, 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 did you walk ahead of you of your mum and like turn around and say no 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 no, no. Just, oh, like, mate. randomly anywhere just randomly anywhere 
randomly anywhere. It wasn't a walker. Yeah, nuts, isn't it? Um, so I was like that, and I was really, I was quite a nervous kid, you know. And then as I kind of grew up a little bit, it was still there to some degree at various points in me growing up, it was always there. You know, <laughs> not the turning around thing. That lasted for like a week. <laughs> that was like a week. From right? head. Yeah. You know what my brain's like? Yeah. I can just yell, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Every hey, night. Maybe, <laughs> I'm going to see if there's any footage of this and we can make our own little meme. Wow, we could get loads of followers. Um, so, yes, yeah, weird, isn't it? How nuts is that? Ah, so how what, what how how did it stop? Was it just when you started to go back to school? I don't even. Stopped, I, I can't even remember. I don't even know. I don't even. Re I remember vaguely doing it, vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. But you know, I've, I've known people um, who have had these kind of weird isms, right? These weird twitches. There are some people that I know um, who who go around and have to touch things. Right, not in a pervy way, but just like yeah. like like brush past and feel things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's this weird thing that like, and, and then you see it, people as they get older. You know, some people like blink a lot, don't they? Yeah. Or some people like whatever. But it's a nervous and, and a nervous energy twitch, right? Um, and I was quite a twitchy kid growing up, nuts. And then <laughs> and then it kind of yeah. And then and then as I, as I got older, um. I was just not a particularly confident kid. So I, I, as I said earlier, had mates, I had friends and all that, but I was never like the outspoken one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that only changed as I got a bit older. What was, do you know, you keep seeing these twitches and feel my eyes want to twitch and everything. I'm sure I saw you just blink about five times. <laughs> <that> one time. <laughs> <laughs> you give me, you give me the twitch. Yeah. It's a bit like what you were talking about with um, the coronavirus, where you're going to the shops and feel like you want to hold your breath and yeah, and do yeah. all of that shit now. Well, I'm going like to keep that. staying it, and um, yeah. and hopefully, do you want to hear a funny story about 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 twitching? This is a really yeah. funny story. So, me and my mates, we're in Thailand a while, like years and years and years and years ago. Probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And um, we we were staying in this guest house. And we ate an omelette, right? A mushroom omelette cooked for us by the woman of the, of the guest house, okay? These mushrooms were Thai mushrooms, right? <laughs> we sat there around this table. <laughs> we were sat around this table. <laughs> there was about 10 people staying in this like, little mini complex, okay? There was me and my two mates who had eaten said omelette and then about seven other people and we were playing cards, right? And this one guy was sat opposite me, okay? And he kept looking at me and he kept blinking at me and twitching his <laughs> eyes and shaking his head. Every time I looked at him, every time I looked, he'd blink, blink, blink a bit more. And I was like, fuck's this guy doing? I was, Am I just being a bit weird or what the, what is he, what's wrong with him? And he, I'd, I'd look up again and there he is again, like, doing his face and doing his winky, winky face. And at one point, and I had to say to him, I was like, mate, look, come on, man. Can you please stop doing that? You're really sort of, Wigging me out a bit. I don't really know what to do. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, sorry, sorry. And he and he started doing it even more. And I'm like, this is this is the weirdest thing in the world. Next morning, right, in the end, I had to leave. I had to, I was like, this is just odd. I had to go away from this guy. Next morning, woke up, stood in the like little, you know, this this area, and this guy was there. Okay. And I looked at him. Um, and whereas last night I thought it was me making things up in my head, okay, I got up in the morning and he looked at me and go, morning, all right, and started twitching again. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, he's just got a really nervous twitch. And because last night I was saying to him, stop doing that, mate, you're really wigging me out. He was getting more anxious and more nervous and so more, he did it even more. Yeah, I felt quite bad after that, but I got over it. <laughs> Funny so enough. there was no special in the mushrooms. <laughs> No, yeah, it was just him. Yeah. <laughs> Me thinking, well, oh my God, what on earth is in this omelette? And it was just a guy who had a horrendous nervous twitch. But anyway, was, um, yeah, it was nuts, nuts. So, so, so what was, so that's, that's kind of how you were at school. Mm. No, actually, we'll keep it at school. What were you like, uh, what were you like in class, like during lessons? I was all right. Again, I'll go back to the sort of in-betweeners type thing, right? We weren't, we weren't 
you know, had sort of six or seven quite close mates or whatever, right? And we'd hang about together and just do stupid things and go through the phase of buying loads of lighters and just setting fire to random things in a park and buying bangers. Do you know what I mean? And fireworks and letting them off and all that kind of stuff. Um, beers in a park and whatever. But was never was never into fighting, was never into violence and that. You know, we were just stupid. We were just morons. Yeah. Again, like in between us, just act like absolute twats, if I'm honest. But also, it was very funny. What were you like in, in a class though? Were you like, uh, were, you, were you disruptive? Were you, did, did you, did you get wrong for like speaking around, like for talking nah, all the time? Nah, or, mate, I or was, did you just crack on and get on with your work? I was, I was, I remember all the, a lot of teachers, their sort of um, description of me, right, was a dark horse. And I don't mean that in a weird way. They, they were like, look, he's quite intelligent and I'm not going to beat, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but I'm all I'm relatively clever. Okay. And I knew the answers to questions. I knew the answers, but I never put my hand up. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah, never yeah. stood up to yeah, speak. Yeah. I was never that guy that asked questions. I was just at the back with my pals. We were having a laugh, but I never wanted to be in front of the crowd, yeah. you know, which is quite weird considering now I love being in front of a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know I'll, I'll tell you something a bit about that later on. But yeah, now I'm back in those days. There's no way. I would, I could even do this, a call. Yeah. You know, you know a, a, we're recording this on, on video, right? But um, there's no way I could do a video call with someone because I'd be too, what do I look like? What, how am I coming across? Does my voice yeah, sound yeah. too squeaky? Am I this, that, and the other? And I was constantly thinking about what other people thought of me. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that lasted for quite a long time. What was it? So in, in home life, were, were your parents strict or anything? Or? Um, strict did, enough. Yeah, strict enough. Did you enough. have like routines that you had did here at Um, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, although I do remember one day, my dad. I was uh, so I played hockey, right? I don't know if you know this. I played hockey at a very quite high standard, so sort of in the national league, which is like the premiership of of hockey, right? Field hockey. Yeah. Um, and I played since I started when I was seven, and played till I was about twenty three, or no, just before uni, twenty one. That's a played lot a good of years, standard. Isn't it? A lot of years. I loved it. Played county, county hockey for like quite a lot of years. And I absolutely loved it. Right. Is that with, the, with the wooden stick in it. The, the, the wooden. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what do you call it? What's the proper name? I knew you were going to call it. It's a hockey <laughs> stick, mate. It's a <laughs> hockey <laughs> stick. It's not. <laughs> I, but I mean that the wooden one isn't like ice hockey. They use like that big. You don't use an ice hockey stick. You play yeah, it on, yeah. a, on an AstroTurf. And you yeah. hit a little hard right, ball. It's just around. that little hook in it. Just a little. It's just a hook, yeah. It's just a little, a little hook. hook. <laughs> so I played hockey for years, and I, and and I was good. I'm not, I was I was good. Played, I said, county level, national league for a few years, and absolutely loved it. Captained, captained the team. Went on tours, you know, in Holland and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it was it was brilliant. And when I was playing, when I was playing, right, everything else went out the window. You know, no, yeah. I was super confident. I was the man, right? I, wow, yeah, I'm good at this. I know I'm good. I knew I was good, yeah. you know, and I, I absolutely loved it. Loved getting in there. I was like, I was a, I'm a proper short ass, right? So from an early age, I was, I was playing in this sort of men's team, even though I was only like 14, 15. And I was that little shit, that annoying little bastard, like nudging everyone out of the way, you know, because I was good. <laughs> I had this confidence. But then go out of there, come out of there, and I was a different person. Nuts. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, there's a little lesson there, I think, that's important to explain, that when people label themselves as a certain way, i.e. I am unconfident, right? I don't have any confidence. It's kind of bullshit, really, because there's always a situation, most of the time, in which you do feel confident. Yeah, yeah, no. it's, it's situational. Yeah. Yes, massively. But so, so the danger comes, if you label yourself as an unconfident person, then you'll find it a lot harder to change because you're, you're, you're kind of sitting back going, right, that's me now. That's it. I am this sort of, that sort of person. That's it. Whereas if you change how you think about it and, and, and change the wording and, and refer to yourself as someone who maybe doesn't have the confidence in this specific situation that they would like, then it all becomes a bit easier to manage and change. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Ooh, so there you go. Phil, so, yeah. hockey. 
Yeah. So, so I did, so I played hockey for, for loads and loads of years. Um, then, uh, smashed my knee up when I was just my last season of playing when I was in proper good form, good shape. Um, went out one night, got pissed. My mate pushed me over in a kebab shop, slipped on the floor and I just felt this pop in my knee. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm home. It's not nice. Horrible. Um, I then played, uh, played hockey a couple of days after that, twisted it, felt something else go. I'm like, oh, this isn't, doesn't, this isn't good now. Something ain't right. Um, <laughs> didn't get it looked at, okay, for a few weeks, right? Now, at the time, I was working for part-time for a um, landscape gardening company, okay? Like, like a friend, um, yeah. uh, like a family friend. So I was, I was loving that, digging and, you know, just shoveling bloody gravel and making patios, whatever. And every time I would like jump off a wall or lock my leg out, it would kind of like pop out and in again. <gasps> it was horrible, mate. Oh man, horrible. I could feel it just pop out and in. So I've got it looked at. They're like, yeah, you've ruptured your ACL. You've damaged the cartilage. You need to have really an operation. It was when I, when I was 18. So then had to have that reconstructed um, and obviously couldn't do anything. Watched my, my leg waste away because I couldn't train or whatever. Yeah, man, it was horrible. Bloody yeah. Yeah, nasty. So, so how, how long did that take? How, how long were you out for that? Well, I was walking. I almost walked out of hospital. Um, I think I stayed in there for maybe a couple of days. Now I walked out with crutches so I could walk. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant. Surgery was ace. Very lucky to go have it privately done. But I went out of there, almost walked out of hospital, which was nuts. But then it was probably a year until I had complete mobility, flexion, complete mobility and complete everything else. Yeah. I, when I had it done, mate, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to, you know, if you kneel down and you knee on your knees and you put yeah, your bum yeah. on your heels and you sit and you properly better flex your knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me, when I had it done and for the first sort of three months was like, that's not going to happen. It's yeah. never going to, I can't see that ever happening. But now it's, um, it's, it's fine. It's good. Good. Stronger than the other knee. Which is, ah. which is good. weirdly so how, enough. You, so you said you did, did you go back to hockey then from that? No, because then so so finished there, um, and then eighteen nineteen went to uni. So then mm. three years doing sports science at Nottingham Trent, which was absolutely banging. I loved it. Good fun. Met some my my real best mates now. Most of them are people that I met at uni, which is which is cool, mm. right? So so all that was a good laugh. Had some good fun there. Um, and that's where I started. So I didn't, I got back, I started playing hockey there, right? Went to the trials. They were like, oh yeah, you're all right. I got put in the first team straight away, right? Now, as a first year, going straight into the first team, which is made up of predominantly third years, you kind of get looked down upon a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Who the fuck's this kid? And it was a bit weird. It was a bit very cliquey. You know what I mean? They were all mates. They were all their own little whatever. And sport at uni is very like rah, rah, rah. It's very, you've got to go out on Wednesday afternoons, get your knob out, dip it in flour, put it in Smarties, and then run around new cartwheels. Do you know what I mean? And that's not really my, ain't really my bag. So I was like, look, with all due respect, can I just play and not come out on Wednesdays? I don't want to do what you're doing. You're a bit weird and whatever. <laughs> and, um, and, and they were like, well, no, you've got to come out. And I kept getting stick for not going out. And I thought, okay, right, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to just, I'm going to just try and get involved. And I went out, <laughs> I went out on one of these Wednesday afternoon sporting things. And it was this three legged event, right? So I, it was me tied up to this bird who I've never, ever met before. Okay. Unfortunately, she wasn't like, the girl of your dreams you know what i mean it was just yeah so so we, 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 we were tied together uh, not that i'm shallow or anything like that and so we um we were tied together you know like three-legged things so your two legs are tied together yeah, yeah, walk, walk around they're like right we're going to this bar you've got a down a pint sink two shots like blah 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 do whatever and then we go to the next bar and we did all that and I can down drinks, but I'm not overly brilliant at it, to be quite honest with you. Gas gets inside me, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we did this one bar, right? One bar, walked out, tied to this girl who's next to me. I was like, oh, I don't feel very good. And just puked all over her foot. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. 
<laughs> so needless to say, that was the last time I ever went out with that lot. And then I just stopped playing. I said, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to play in the first team. None of you lot are particularly pleasant people. I can't be asked to go out and take my trousers off everywhere I go. So I'm just going to play. There's this thing called intramural. So you play, you set your own team up and you play other teams within your university. Do you know what, you know? It's like very oh, relaxed. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a laugh. It's just relaxed, mixed and all that. So we did that. Um, and that was it. That was it. But then I kind of got into um, uh, music a bit more. <laughs> and that's where, I, well, I did it bef- before I went there. You know what's coming now. That's where I started doing where the, started, men- where started the Menace was born. Where Mr. Menace was born, yeah. He was actually born at school before that. Right. So <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, I don't know if you know this or not, but certain types of music garage drum and bass used to be happy hardcore which you probably i think you know that music don't you? yeah there's normally a guy at the front on the mic just talking rubbish but going blah, 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 really really fast and hyping up all these like rapers you know i decided for some i for some reason had this weird talent of doing that uh and started at school <laughs> and carried on and then there's quite a big rave scene in nottingham so we got into it i've got a lot of mates uh, a few people that from uni had decks and DJ, whatever else. So we sort of formed our own little gang. I'll type the A3 crew, if you're listening. And um, E3. E3. So our block, uh, you, when we, you move, you all live in halls, right? Yeah. You know, there's like six of you on a floor in these big blocks. So our block was A3. So we decided to call ourselves wow. the A3 crew, yeah. Original. So anyway, then I got into that and then I got started getting booked and started doing nights and started getting paid for it. And Well, like in, in, in clubs in... Yeah, in, in around the Midlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I was never kind of top of the bill, but I did some good things. I did some really cool, uh, did some really cool nights there. Good fun, good fun. Got my name. My folks have now got a big <laughs> montage in their back room, made of flyers, all from different nights that have got my name on it. Mm. <laughs> How funny is that? But the weird thing is, here's the weird thing. So I think the biggest thing I did was this outdoor festival. Um, it was at a night called Detonate, which are they still going? It's a brilliant, absolutely blinding night. And it was an outdoor festival. I think someone told me there was a thousand people in this one tent that we were doing, right? Uh, and I did that. I loved it. It was brilliant. <clears throat> Had no problems whatsoever. Which, going back to what we said earlier, is quite weird. Because I was that kid at school that cried with his face in the bricks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that kid who turned around in circles. I was that kid who would hide and not want to go and make friends with people and not go and even when I was playing hockey back in the old days, I remember my dad saying, go and go and get involved with them, go and knock a ball about with them. And I was petrified of saying, yeah, yeah, can I join in? So then fast forward, it's weird to think that I could get up on stage. Um, so, so, normally we're so, not so even where, where was the transition? Where was the... I don't know. I can't, I'm, I don't even know, mate, but I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. Do you mind if I rewind a bit? Go for it. So I've had um, what I would call um, some sort of anxiety type issue, right? For quite a lot of years when I was a bit younger. I'm not going to say I had anxiety because I don't think that's the right term. That's not the right phrase to use, like we said earlier. But I did experience these symptoms of anxiety quite a number of times, right? And it all began. This is, this is really weird. This, I can't explain this. But so I was going out with a girl. And we've been going out for quite a long time, like months, okay? When I was about, I think, 17, 17, 18. And I was getting a lift over there with my dad because I didn't drive for the, for the first part. And for some weird reason, and I don't even know how I remember all this, I distinctly remember in the car going over there feeling a little bit like nervous. You know when you, you get that nervous belly? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, and it weren't before you say, oh, butterflies of love or anything like that. <laughs> Weren't that? So I was like, that's a bit weird, isn't it? And I started, I started getting the sweats, right? You know what I'm talking about? I could probably have now. Um, <laughs> but I started getting the sweats and I was like, this is a bit weird. What's going on? And then something, whatever, whatever, went, it, went around there, sat down to have dinner at their dinner table and started getting a sweat on. You know when you're like really nervous or you're, you're, pan- you're, you're a bit anxious and you start sweating? Do you ever get like that? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Right? But, you, but like sweating, mate. You know what I mean? What, um, like a beast of sweat running down your head? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like terrible. I'm like, this is weird. 
So then the next time it happened, I went round, I was like, sat down for dinner. Well, I hope I don't get that weird sweating thing again, focusing ah. on it, putting my awareness on it. Lo and behold, oh, I'm dripping again. My skin's leaking, right? <laughs> next time, same again. And then it started like armpits and mate, I'm not being funny. It was, it was, like a, it was a nightmare. You feel like a slug. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was, where's Phil gone? <laughs> oh, I just fell off his chair. Sorry, guys. I just slipped. <laughs> but it was a nightmare. And there was this, there was one time when we were around there and um, it was, we went to another of their friends' houses, okay, for dinner. And it was winter. So it was cold, right? So there were six of us, however, uh, in this, I'd sit around the dinner table with this family I've never even met before and like my girlfriend and her family. And I was just like dripping in sweat in like the middle of December. And, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll open the door. And they opened these double doors, mate, <laughs> which made no difference because it wasn't me being hot, right? Yeah. So we sat there, it's December. It's probably, I think it was snowing <laughs> outside. Big double doors open just to keep this weird bald guy from sweating, but he's still sweating anyway because it's nothing to do with being hot. And it was just, it was, oh, it was a nightmare. Absolute not. And so then that, did, did, I think that there, sorry, I think that there was, was the kind of sort of real start of me. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really know what was going on. I was just twitchy. Okay. But then from this, from this point when I was about six, 17 going forwards, then I, I, I that nervousness of this in the stomach, right? This sweating thing just continued and I could not get it out of my head. And as me and you both know, right? What you put your focus on and what you put your awareness on, you get more of. Yeah. So yeah. Every time I'd go for dinner, I would, I would start, I would get it. It was a nightmare. And then it, then it spiraled into public transport. And I was in this position where I'd get on, on a tube, like busy tube, start sweating again and, and buses and cars. And it was just, it, it spiraled. Now it was just the times you're thinking about it. Yeah. Now, but yeah. I was never, I was never, it didn't, you know, I was never like a quivering wreck. I was never like, oh, you know, you see really nervous people. That was never me at all. I was never like that. And I actually masked a lot of it with kind of humor, trying to be funny, right? Trying yeah. to be a big man. And I, I, after a period of time, I realized that if I become the center of attention and if I do all the talking and if I try and make people laugh, <laughs> then I feel better. And yeah. my mind is taken off me thinking about what people think of me because I'm dripping in sweat. And instead, <laughs> my mind is on how can I make these people laugh? Yeah. Well, yeah. And it worked. It worked. Um, but yeah, it was a weird the, time. the power of shifting your focus. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. And it was a good lesson for me. And I only, you know, back in those days, I didn't know much about the mind, didn't know much about, you know, what mastering the mind and what was going on. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. I was just like, what the fuck, man? This is ridiculous. Very what, debilitating. What was your girlfriend at the time saying about all of this? Just kind of made a joke out, about, out of it. I was like, and I was... Did, I, did, I did, really did she not notice that it was like situational, that, that it was coming on? That you were just yeah, getting... Yeah, because, because she knew, I think, that in other situations I was fine. You know, if we were just out, I was fine. I was good. But the thing, the thing that what did happen is, because it was the same when I went out, so go to go to the pub with pals. And I was and like, then? yeah, mate, massively. Yeah. yeah. Because, and what I would have to do was neck a few pints. Yeah. This is, bad, man. This is bad to, to say, right? Yeah. Neck a few pints. And once I was half, half, half pissed, right? It was, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Because yeah. I forgot about it. So then I'd be <laughs> getting to the, getting to the point where I'd like have a few beers at home before I go out in the hope that when I was there or I'd get on the bus. I, I just wouldn't start. It, yeah. But it always mm -hmm. did start, right? And then I was oh, quick, let's get this quick. Oh, I'm fine now. And, you know, after a couple of hours, well, I'm good, I'm fine. Life and soul, everything's good. But um, that's not a good, you know, when you think back, when I think back, I was massively relying on booze yeah, to yeah. carry cool, me man? through. Yeah, 100%, mate. Mm -hmm. That was terrible. I've done that, like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we've I, I, th I, th I think a lot of people would have done that as well. Mm. Yeah. Like it, it, that happens a lot nowadays as well, doesn't it? I think there's a fight, there's a difference between a bit of sort of Dutch courage, isn't there? Like having a beer before you, before you go on a date and having, feeling the need to neck a few pints or whatever drinks to bring you onto a level where you feel all right, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's a very dangerous game. Mm, terrible. But again, I was never, it was never a humongous issue. 
right? It, it was in my head, but I was never drinking in the daytime. You know, it was never like that at all. I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got a degree. I went to every single lecture. I didn't miss lectures. You know, it was, it was, I, we did well. I did well. Um, so, so were you good in, in, in class and everything? No, it didn't, in class, it didn't yeah. Up in class or anything? No, 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 yeah. no, no, it was fine. But again, if I was concentrating on something and I was interested in something, then it was, it was fine. Yeah, because your focus was on that. Yeah, but I was, I was, it was points where I was like, I was saying to myself, right, put a movie, put a film on, put a TV program on and just watch it, get engrossed in it. And I found it so hard to yeah. actually get engrossed because I was thinking about why I can't get engrossed in this film. Yeah, you know? and, and then it's just something moving in front of your face, isn't it? It's not even, you're not even connected to it in any way, shape or form. They're just, words are coming out their mouth, just, you're not even taking anything in whatsoever. Are you? It's like when you read a book and you're just looking through the pages. You're yeah. looking at the words, but you're thinking about something completely different. Yeah. I was always yeah. thinking about why do I feel like this? You know, yeah. why can I not feel like this? You know, and it was like I'd wake up in the morning and there's that split second. If anyone's listening to this, they might with a few anxiety issues, they'll relate to this, right? You wake up in the morning and there's that split second where everything's good, everything's fine, because you've just come out of sleep, you're like, whoa, there's nothing going on, no thoughts, yeah. and you're like, I feel brilliant. And as soon as you think about feeling brilliant, then it all changes. And straight yeah. away, yeah. stomach gets a bit churny. Straight away, palms get a bit clammy. And you're like, oh, God, there it is. There it is. <laughs> did, did, did you ever ask yourself, oh, what, what, what's that feeling feel like again? Yeah. What do you mean? As in the yeah, like, like the anxiety thing. So like when I used to get, I used to be like, oh, I've never had it for a while. I went, well, how did it feel again? And then bang, as soon as I asked how it felt yeah. again, it was like yeah. bang, there it was again. It's mad how how um, powerful your thoughts are yeah. because uh, you know there was times just using the sweating thing. I know it's a bit of a laugh, right? And people might be might listen to this and, and laugh. But it's um, that, the whole sweating thing, right? I could have, I was, it was very, it's very memorable. Um, or I can really remember going out in the winter. Okay, so it's cold outside, right? Yeah. Getting yeah. a bus, going into uni, thinking it's freezing cold. There's no way I'm, I shouldn't be sweating right now. King, oh, there it is. I thought about it. And then you start, you know, yeah. and yeah. it's there just from a thought, which is nuts. Because the power of the mind and the power of what you think, of how you think, massively affects how you react, how you behave, your actions, what yeah. goes on, you know? Be it conscious actions or subconscious actions. And that, I wasn't choosing to start sweating. I just thought of it. And then that yeah. thought triggered that snapshot in my head and my brain's like, ah, oh, I know what that thought means. That thought means um, it's me thinking about don't start sweating because you're getting nervous. Oh, now you're thinking about it. I'm going to turn it on. And it's, and it, there it goes. Yeah. That don't, don't think the pink elephant situation. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that was a bit of a nightmare really. But then, um, finished uni. So let's fast forward a bit now. Finished uni, took a year out, uh, went traveling with some powers. Very, very guys, good fun. Um, but then came back from there and, didn't know what I wanted to do. I had absolutely zero idea what I wanted to do. Okay. So in that year of going traveling, we had all this cool stuff going on, stuff to look at. I was different situations. So everything was good there. Came back and whoosh, straight back into it again. Only worse because I was back now living with my folks, didn't have a job. I remember not wanting to go for jobs because I was too nervous of not getting them, fear of rejection. So I had this inferiority complex as well, right? Everyone's better than me. Um, and then I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just wondering. I literally yeah. did not know what I wanted to do. I had a sports science degree, okay? Uh, didn't have any idea about jobs, about anything, right? I got a job working for... I mean, this makes me sound like I was a real you know, as a, again, like down and out wreck. I wasn't, I was, I was still a nice guy. You know, you know, I was still good fun. I was still a normal functioning human being, but I just didn't know where I was going. You know, I was wandering around. Yeah. So got this job in a, in a, tra in an online travel agent. Right. So bearing in mind, I haven't done geography since I was in year nine, since I was about 14 or 15. And, and, um, 
my knowledge of the world, apart from the places I've been traveling to, is pretty shite. So we were sat there and, uh, and they were like, right, when people phone up, you need to basically sort their holidays out. And all right, let me know what I'm doing. People call up, oh, hi, who's that? The first thing, I had to call myself Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, disrespect to anyone, no disrespect to anyone called Andrew. But they were like, what's your name? I'm like, Phil. They're like, okay, you can be Andrew. I was like, what? What? Why, can't I, why can't I be Phil? Uh, like, I, I they're don't like, understand. Why? They're like, they're like, so it's like a call centre. They're like, um, well, we can't have two people with the same name because if someone calls up and asks to speak to Phil, we're not going to know if it's you or them. I was like, well, I'll be Phil Highland. But I'll be my name. They're like, no, you can be Andrew. Oh, because they're, they're, they're probably so not like, his second name because people wouldn't... wouldn't I don't know. know. <laughs> so I'm like, hello, um, welcome to Dial of Flight. This is Andrew, which was weird enough as it was. Person's like, Oh hello, Andrew. Like, <laughs> I, I want to book a fl- I want to book a flight to uh, Ecuador, please. I'm like, oh. okay. I'm just going to put you on hold, manager. Well, on hold while I ask Phil where Ecuador is. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so I'm like, where's Ecuador? How, you know, what, how do I fly? Blah blah blah. And it was just a nightmare. So, needless to say, I was I was useless at this job. And the kind of straw that broke the camel's back, if you like, was one day I went in on a Sunday. I'd been out the night before, so I was hanging. Went in there, and this absolute knob of a boss was in there. So there was about 10 people on the floor, maybe of about an office of about 50. So 10 people on a Sunday. He goes, right, everyone stand up. And I was like, oh, oh what's he going to say now? Remember, I'm useless at this job. He goes, everyone stand up. He goes, right, no one sits down until they've made a sale. Oh, are you joking? I haven't made a sale in the last three months. <laughs> Hanging, like shaking, because I've been out all night. And it was just like, this is horrible. So I just stood there, sweating again. It was, it was just shit, for one of a better words. Thinking you're going to be there for, for three months. Oh, mate, it was terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was, it was like three, it was about two and a half months of training. So we were just, there were six of us that joined at the same time. A couple of good guys, good laugh. We would just go out for beers at lunchtime, did the training, got paid. 15 grand or whatever it was and then that was it um 15 no 15 grand a year not 15 grand for three months work but <laughs> and then we got thrown into the real life right you've done your training brilliant go get them kids went in there and we lasted for about two weeks and all of us who trained together said we're gonna leave and we all left we went to the pub at lunch and didn't go back and called <laughs> up said we're not coming back it's, this is crap it's hot it's a horrible job and because so many people left at once they had to shut an entire team down because um, there was no one, not enough people to sort of run it. <laughs> Terrible. So did that. But anyway, my point is, didn't know what I was doing. I hated doing that job. I'd wake up every morning, dreading going there. Oh, not conducive to feeling good, right? Not conducive to reducing feelings of anxiety or feeling confident, self-belief, anything like that. The turning point came, right? This is one massive turning point in my life is when I decided, for some, I don't know why I decided this, to get a job in the gym i was like do you know what sod this i like training i'm gonna i'm gonna become a gym instructor googled it had to do a bloody level two course because apparently three years of doing a science degree isn't enough <laughs> to work in a leisure center <laughs> so i had to do a course booked on it did it the next kind of weekend applied for a job in a really cool kind of golf country club fancy type whatever um got the job and and that was it and I absolutely loved it. Moved into PT and then moved on and on and on and just kept going. But from that point on, everything started to go. It wasn't up in a, in a, in a straight line. You know, you get downs and downs and ups, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from then on, everything started to get better because I had a purpose and I knew where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas before I was just going, this is, I hate this. I hate what I'm doing every day. I hate how I'm spending my time. Whereas now, getting up, I was going in the gym. I was writing training programs. I was talking, you know what it's like. I was talking to people on the gym floor. We were talking about training. We were having a laugh. It was a nice environment. I nearly got sacked from there, but that was a different story. And um, <laughs> so I tell you, that was quite a funny story, actually. You're going to have to tell me now when you see that. So in this, um, I wonder if I could get done for telling any of these stories. I'm going to say it anyway. Sorry. So we're in this gym, quite a nice place. And it had a... Uh, system whereby all the members can log in right they get a key they can log into the computer system 
um, and they've got their workouts on there and it tells them well done and what have you, right? But this system meant that each member could communicate with another member, okay? They could send them messages, like nice internal messages or whatever. Now, we, all the staff had their own key and their own login details as well, right? And uh, I knew, I was quite good mates with a guy that trained there. Uh, well, mates, I thought we were mates. Little did Philip know. <laughs> and he told me, right, it's like, he kept banging on about this membership staff, uh, woman who worked in membership. Oh yeah, I love that woman. She's lovely, isn't she? She's so nice. She is gorgeous. I was like, why don't you ask her out? No, 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 she, she wouldn't. No, I'm not going to do that. So me and this girl that I work with decided to log in as her, as the membership woman, and send a message to him saying, oh, hi, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you're looking really good lately. Why don't we go for a drink at the weekend? Send. <laughs> <laughs> send it. Next thing, I see him, right? He came up into the gym one day, logged in. I saw him look at the computer screen, took his key out and walked straight out again. I'm like, it's a bit weird. He walked out, walked straight into the membership office where she was and said, all right, yeah, I'd love to go for that drink. When should you go at the weekends? And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're on about. Because she obviously didn't know that she'd, inadvert she'd sent him a message yeah, yeah, yeah. from us. And um, anyway, I don't know what happened then, but the next thing, the general manager, who was an absolute arse, you know, these jobs worths. He was really young, but he was just a jumped up prick, to be honest. Came up to me, he goes, um, Phil, can I have a word, please, in my office? I'm like, it's a bit weird, all right? Went in, he's like, sit down, being really authoritative, you know, just being an arse. Yeah, yeah. And um, he goes, um, I, uh, he said, I've had a, someone has made a very big complaint against you. And because they've left the gym, they've cancelled their membership because of this, I um, should sack you right now on the spot i was like what but i honestly didn't know what he was talking about because this guy we were good mates you know what i mean you yeah, know what yeah, you yeah. and then <laughs> and he i was like that's a bit weird why and he told me and i sort of giggled i think at the time <laughs> i sort of giggled to myself it's not funny he's like sorry and um <laughs> and, he, and he says he, he says i was like well don't i need a, a war a written warning or something he goes no because this is gross misconduct or breach of um uh, privacy or something like that but he, he said to me, and I always remember him saying this, because for someone with not a lot of self-belief, right, and not, and the, you know, these inferiority issues that I had, this, is, uh, this, this kind of hit home. He goes, the only reason I'm not going to sack you right now is because everyone here seems to love you and you're a real integral part of the team. And I was like, oh, safe. I feel quite good now. So I walked out of there feeling brilliant. You know, feeling a bit weird that this guy was who was supposed to be my mate had just done one. And so, so he was like an actual one of the members of the team. It, it, he got like, he's huffed by it and left. left, left yeah, he was a member of the gym. He was just a member of the gym. Oh, so, all oh, right. So, she, so worked, just... she worked in the membership department and he was just a normal member. Ah, now I get you. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it was weird and it's noticeable that I really remember being told that I'm an integral part of the team, you know, and because as I said, when you feel like you're never doing a good job, when someone tells you that yeah. you, you are, you, you remember that shit, right? You're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, and then everything just, I just carried on and uh, started PTing and then went on my own and then evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved. Um, Joined programs, which is where I met you with uh, Mr. Paul Malt, and then carried on. Simon Grilliam, give him a shout out as well. Um, and worked on my head, spent a lot of time working on my head. And now I've mastered it. I've, I've not, I'm not Mr. Cool in every situation, but no one is, right? But now I can hold it down. Um, I don't let things get on top of me. I don't get overwhelmed. I'm a lot different to the guy that I was back in those days by miles. Class? So, yeah. what, what, what's in between the, the, like in the gym part? So it's, fill in a little bit more about that gym part before you started the courses. Or was that only just like the, the courses that I met you so, on? So say that again, mate. Your sound just cut out. So was it, was the like a, a couple of years 
gap in between doing your PT stuff and then joining the courses I met you on? Or was yeah. it like quite a few years gap? Sorry, yeah, there was quite a long time. There was quite, so I... What was happening during that time? So during that, so I worked in that gym for, an, for a year, okay? Started PTing and set my own little PT business up, okay? Um, and then during that time, are you still there? Is the sound still working? I can't hear your sound. I, I can't get it, sorry. For the, for the purpose of anyone listening to this, he's muted his sound. <laughs> yeah, so, so working in that gym for a year, right? Started PTing and everything else. And then decided to go on my own. Thought, right, you know what? Billy Big Balls, I don't need this gym anymore. I'll set my own business up. All my clients will follow me. It'll be brilliant. Um, did that. No one followed me. Ha, huh, brilliant. So I'm kind of living at home. I was planning to go to people's houses, you know, like you do back in the old days. Yeah, and yeah. Very few people wanted me to do that. So I'm like, oh, you've told me that you wanted me to come to your house, man. It would go to the park. And now you're saying no. So that was a bit of a, bit of a shitter, to be honest. Um, then I decided to work in, I moved, I went into town, into London and started renting this little gym or renting space in the gym, which cost me something like 400 quid a month or 300 quid a month. And I had to get my own clients. Right. But it became very apparent that I had no idea how to actually get clients because in the gym before you get this big ass client base, this list, you know, that you can go and contact this one didn't have that. So it was a case of go out and find your own business. Um, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I stayed there for about six months. And this was, I was probably around 25, 26 right now. Okay. Then I applied for, a, someone said to me, you know what, there's a gym called 37 Degrees in London Bridge. They've got a really good team of trainers that work there. Why don't you, I think they're looking for trainers. So I applied, I called them up and I got a job with them. And these guys if they're, I don't know if they'll be listening to this, but Phoenix, right? There's a company called Phoenix, Phoenix Personal Trainers, a guy called Rob Burr and Jim Stubbs. And those two absolutely nailed it for me, right? They taught me, Rob, this guy, Rob, was an absolute genius. You know, when you talk to someone and they know everything about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he taught me, this was like 24, 25. He was teaching me stuff then that I'm still hearing top class coaches, including the guys we've had coach us, talk about now. And I look back and think, Jesus Christ, they were ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah. We were sub, they, they were subcontracted by this real exclusive fancy gym in, in, in central London to run the personal training contract, had a PT contract, okay? I was with them, PT taught me, we had workshops every week. It was just class, man, real class. Learned all about, um, sales, learned loads about the mind, learned about disc profiling and, you know, rapport building, loads of NLP yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was fascinating. Um, and then after about six months, they said, right, we want someone to manage this team. Um, Phil, do you want to do it? I was like, what? what? <laughs> Serious? Oh, they said, they said, sorry, they said, we'll, we'll, we'll hold interviews. Phil, you should come for this interview. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, and I was like, oh, and do you know what the first thing I thought was, no, I won't be able to do it. I won't be yeah, doing it. Yeah. There's no way I'll be able to manage. There was a team of about, I think, eight trainers at the time, eight or nine. Um, I've, I've just, you know, I'm, I feel like a newbie. I feel like I don't know anything. Why are these people going to listen to me? Um, but I was like, oh, all right, I'll, 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 let's do it. Let's try it. So I went, got the job, and that was another milestone because then I started managing people. And to manage people, right, you need to become a bit, authoritative you need to yeah, become yeah. a bit more of a, a bit more of a badass right because you've got to control people um and that taught me again loads loads and loads and loads and i went i went like this i started earning decent money better than what i was before anyway i started learning about managing people i started learning about myself and started realizing that you know what these people are actually listening to me and the targets that we were we were set by the gym, because they were like, right, you need to make this amount of money. We were smashing. And we started, we, the, the targets went, the income went from here to up here somewhere. Like we smashed it, literally smashed it. And smashed it so much that the gym then said, we don't want you guys anymore. We, we don't want you, we don't want to subcontract you lot anymore. We want to keep it in-house. 
to save money. They're like, right, we've, we've learned your systems. <laughs> we see what you've done. We're going to, we're going to now, we want to do, do it. it right. Called me into the room, right? Said, Phil, we want to keep you. What are they paying you? I was like, well, I quite like being, I quite, I quite like them. I said, and I guarantee you won't be able to match what they're paying me. And, um, they said, well, how much you, how much they paying you? Told them, told them that, yeah, what well, they've given me this and the other. And they kind of fell off their chairs. They're like, you're not paying. You're, you're being overpaid then. <laughs> you're what? being overpaid. I was like, what the hell? Are you serious? You just say that to me. Um, so I was like, right, see you later. I'm out of here. So I left, went with this company who then set up a gym. Um, and we set up another business called the Academy of Fitness Business, right? And that was, we started then qualifying people to become PTs. So I started lecturing Okay, and I was kind of the, the only person delivering the course. So then I was having, we were in a class, I was in a classroom, stood at the front of 10 or so, you know, youngsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was only like 26 or something, 27 by now, teaching them how to become trainers, taking them through the 12 week course, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which again, for me, was brilliant for my own personal, uh, professional development was ace and my confidence and everything else. But, um, yeah, man. So I did that for about probably two or three years. That as well as PT in my own clients, because then I started uh, renting space in another little gym in London Bridge, where I still use now. Um, and uh, yeah, and that was and that was kind of it. Did that for a while, and then and then now and then I decided that I don't know anything about marketing, so I wanted to learn more about how to improve my own business and get my own business further right and that's when i found paul moore mmi marketing muscle in a circle i don't did you do that were you in that no no no, no i didn't do that no. so i found paul moore joined his program and then he upgraded that program to more of a program that wasn't so much about marketing but about improving yourself as a whole and that was transformation which i did and i think you did that and then yeah. then it upgraded again to unstoppable and then that's where no, I think I, 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 I come straight in at Alliance. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. I feel like I was talking a lot then. I hope that all made sense. It doesn't not particularly... No, that was good, that was good. I'm not yeah. sure how interesting that is to listen yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, you, you, you missed a big... That was a big gap in between where you were like, a... oh, and a couple, a couple of things happened. <laughs> what, you were a lecturer, you were doing this. <laughs> there was bloody loads. There was, there was loads. yeah. I, I, I had I, a feeling there was more to, to them, yes, than what you said. Yeah, there was a bit more that went on. There was more that went on. But then in that time, so in that time, relationships that have been and gone, you know, um, yeah. holidays and traveling and everything else. But I, I, 38 now, 38, single, am not, if I'd have, if I could rewind 10 years or 15 years and ask myself what I would be doing at 38, I'd say, oh, mate, I'd have a big old farmhouse, a big gym, in the garden, loads of dogs, wife, kids, you know. Um, are, you, are you a dog man, like? I really want a dog, mate, yeah. Yeah. I, I would know. sound well, jealous of yours, but yours are rats, not dogs. No, the mint. What, what, wait, this, that's why I had to meet me, mate. Because they're, oh. they're crying around us. Jesus. They're literally <laughs> running around me, around me legs, Yara, so I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm trying to scratch them like this. I wonder what you were doing, yeah. But anyway. oh, it wasn't me bars I was scratching. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what kind of dog would you get? Do you know what I really, really would like to have, but right now is completely um, impossible? Rhodesian Ridgeback. Impractical. 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 You know Rhodesian Ridgeback? I do. Do you know what? Go on. Eva's dad has one. Has he? Yeah, he's called Rocko. Oh. Absolutely beautiful red with a stripe along the back. That's right, their little shackle, their little, Aye, little absolutely the brilliant. Giant. How yeah. fast they grow is unbelievable. So I'd like one of them, or I would like um what, what colour? Red like a red, like a normal red one. Yeah. Or, or, like a normal I, I seen a blue one. Um it was about a year ago or something. Now I seen a blue, blue. one. Yeah. Like, the one with blue eyes. No, no, the the so do you know how Prince, my French bulldog's blue? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that could look so like blue Blimey. so like look grey grey blue yeah yeah mm. so, it's so that's what I'd have red, right? mm, nice mm. or I would have um, whatever dog our mate Alex Myers has got I don't know what his dog is I'm sure it's a dog to Bordeaux isn't it the same one off uh, 29 Hooch 
I think maybe it is. Yeah, it is. I uh, yeah, big dog the bulldog. Big old thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, or I would like an English uh, bulldog. Yeah. One of them. That's, you know, that's why I had to meet me mate, because yeah. that's what he's doing. <laughs> he had a bone, and I had to sling it through through the door to get to get it. So yeah, mate. But right now, it's um, I'm not, you know, it's not the right situation. To yeah, have a yeah, yeah. And hours, it's not be too cruel. So um, yeah. So yeah, but but you know, I I I would have back in the day thought I would be at a different place right now, but situations yeah. have happened over the years, and that's how it is. And the younger me used to really stress and get very overwhelmed about this whole. I should be here Creating by that now. Vision thing. Yeah, yeah, mate. But you know, I should be earning more money by now. I should have kids by now. I should yeah. be married. I should have this by now. You know, now because of the work that I've done over the last five, six, seven years, I don't think like that at all. And I've realised that actually, putting a lot of pressure on yourself like that and having these big dreams that you that you, that you feel like you should hit by a specific point in time is a very dangerous game to play. Yeah. Did, did, did you find that that life that you were like stressing for and saying, I should have this now, I should have this now. Did you find that it was something that you, you, you just wanted to hit because that was what you set out to do um, and you didn't want to actually bought it and I never had it. I was dead stressed because I didn't have it. Hold but on, then mate. when I boil it down... Say that again, mate. Sorry, your mic just went a bit weird. Say that again. Um, again. Um, so I had, I had this very similar thing. I was like, I want this, I want that, I want that. I, I should have this by now. I should have a house by now. I should have this car by now. I don't want that anymore. Sound. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> oh. So close. Do it I again. Don't I don't know what's happening. Try it again, mate. So, so, so I was stressed about not having the, the, the same thing. So not having this, not having that, not having that. But then when I assessed where I was at, I didn't even actually want those things anymore. Yeah. But I, I was stressing about getting them so much, but I actually didn't even want them anymore. Well, when I looked at it, it, it was something I wanted. Life that was what I wanted ten years or five, ten years prior to to now. And now that I was there, I wanted different things. I think with me, it was more. It was kind of a case of um, I had this mindset of when I or if I have this, then I will be happy then i will yeah. feel relaxed you know it was yeah. a real case of right have more then be more whereas now i live kind of the other way around be more and do more then you'll have more right yeah 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 um and i was constantly chasing things oh god gotta get this 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 and then as you know woo woo and happy clappy as it sounds right you, you living with that mindset of have to get this, have to get this, have to get this. When I've got this big house, when I'm married, when I've got kids, then I'll be able to settle down, I'll be happy. You, you, you forget to kind of be happy with what you've got right now. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a really fascinating quote. Let's see if I can, can I remember? I wrote it down. Absolutely brilliant quote, right? Um, two secs while I get, I've written it down on my phone. It was reading, I was reading um, um, a philosophy book earlier. Daily Stoic, right? I know you like that as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, there are two ways to be wealthy. To have everything you want or to want everything you have. Yeah. See yeah. that? So you can be wealthy. So some people think that they are wealthy or they will be wealthy once they have everything that they want. I want this, I want this, I want this. Once I've got it, then I've, oh, that's me being wealthy. Yeah. Or if you look at it, flip it the other way around. If you want everything that you've got then you're wealthy then, then you're wealthy yeah yeah and that's yeah. a much you know if you think about that it's quite interesting because if you if you really want everything that you've got then that's 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 good good right you feel yeah, you've good got everything you you love, you've yeah. got it rather than constantly striving striving so oh, i must have this must have this when i've got this i'll be happy when i've got this i can relax i can sleep better whatever when i've got a certain body i'll be confident well you might be waiting a long time mate 
yeah. And when you get there, you might not be. <laughs> like what we said the other day, didn't we? No yeah, happy ending yeah. to an unhappy journey. It's always, yeah. yeah, very true. So that's that. So there we go, Mr. Phil Highland. That's me. So I'll just add, I'll just add something, mate, is uh, just a little final note. I know I've done a lot of talking in my raspy tones, but um, I, my business now is to coach people um, really to feel good. Well, I do it through a whole variety of different ways, programs, whatever else. But I don't want anyone to listen to this and think, ah, it's all right for you. You know, it's different for you. Because it it's not different for me, right? We've all got our own situations. We've all had our own things that have gone in in our lives. Okay? But we've also all got the same brain, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we can, or yeah. a same, we've all got a brain that can be trained and that can be changed. Right. I've gone through, I've, I've had issues in my head. I've had this suffered, or suffered is the wrong word again, but I've had these symptoms of anxiety over the years. Right. And I know what it's like. I know how it is. So I'm, when I, when I help people out and they say, Phil, I'm really anxious. I've got anxiety. I'm not very confident. I kind of come at it from a, I've, I've got some personal experience in it, you know? Um, yeah. and it's, it's not me just sitting here on high mic going hey man just think positive just change how you, how you think change your thoughts change your feelings um, I've kind of been there and I think I'm very grateful for the experiences that I've had back in the day because they've what well, that's cheesy in it but that's what made me what, what who I am you? now it's yeah. shaped me it's made me the coach that I am it's made me get the results that I get with people um, which is very important so I wanted yeah. to add that final little note <laughs> excellent excellent yeah. good good addition good addition and That's on that me. bombshell what's it what's <laughs> jerry clarkson say and on that bombshell i think we're done that's it we're done mm. the next episode is going to be all about lee hogarth mr lee hogarth mr me i'll tell you what i'm In, looking forward to that do you know what it is mine is do you know that where you're like, I haven't had this, all this shit that's happened and all of this. I've had a very good upbringing. Mine's kind of the opposite. Yeah. But still, I wouldn't say it's as bad as some. But yeah. Yeah. I've had it. I don't make any bones about it. I've had a really good upbringing. I've got a lovely, yeah. awesome family. We're seriously tight now. I'm very lucky, very blessed to have such a close family and have such a you know, fantastic upbringing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a great time, great upbringing. It was, it was awesome. It was just in here, in my head, what was between my ears that needed yeah. a little bit the, of work. The, the, the journey you have on outside is often different than the journey you have on the inside, isn't it? Very different, mate. Very, yeah. very different. Yeah, man, 100%. So that's Excellent. that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Great. Give this a share as well. Um, if you've enjoyed what we have, we want more people to be listening to this. We want to get... Our and next, next time, next I'm time, going to jump in on that um, because Lee's mic just messed up then. Um, apologies for the mic <laughs> issues and the old <laughs> and all that. Another great impression. Um, and we'll get it sorted out for next time. But yeah, if you've got any questions on anything that I've spoken about or it's resonated or you think, wow, that sounds a bit like me now, just hit me up. All right. Just, just give me a shout. You can comment on this or send a voice note, whatever it is, whatever medium you're watching it on. Just give us a shout or get in touch with me. You've got the old Instagram, Facebook names, handles down, down there. Give us a shout because um, sometimes all you need is to hear something from someone who's been there, you know. That's it. Let's Beautiful. do one. Beautiful. We're Good off. Work. Peace. Till next time. See you soon. Later, folks. Peace.